The Golden Boot Pod is proud to announce that merchandise is now available. We have everything from t-shirts and hoodies, to hats and beanies, to drinkware, to wearables and blankets. You can find it all under the merchandise tab at thegoldenboot.podbean.com or go directly to thegoldenboot.com. As always, thank you for supporting the Golden Boot Pod. The views and opinions expressed in the Golden Boot Podcast are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the Golden Boot Podcast as a whole. Yo, yo, welcome back to another edition of the Golden Boot Podcast. It's your boy, Pooh Bell. I got my man, Aunt Petty Murphy, in the building. I got my man, Daniel D. Williams, in the building. Uh, first off, good evening, everybody. How everybody doing this evening? Good, What's man, good. What's good, bro? Y'all doing all right? Good. Man, is it me or am, am I, like, kind of shiny? Yeah, you, you definitely got some P. Diddy shiny suit, man, <laughs> going on. <laughs> <laughs> Glossing in here, bro. Hey, go ahead, hit that. Take that, take that, take that. <laughs> uh, fellas, it's been a lot going on. Um, uh, first off, let's start. Let's start with the NFL. Uh, the start of preseason. Uh, we actually it was last Thursday. We had our show, um, going the HBCU hour with uh Jamie Walker. Shout out to Jamie Walker for coming on with us. Um, Jacksonville versus. Uh, Oakland. Oh, I'm sorry, Vegas. Thank you, because you know I was going. Uh, Jacksonville was in a uh, midseason form, getting blown out, looking crazy. Hey, the uh, uh the Russ was in midseason form. They called pass interference on the first play of the. G- I mean, roughing the passer on the first play of the game. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, I, I don't know. Um, do y'all yeah. even get? I mean, football season. Mm-hmm. Excited for it to start. High school starting. Do y'all get do y'all get hyped for for preseason games? No. Or do you enjoy preseason games? Or I mean, I get hyped because they just mean for the regular season close. I mean, that's yeah. I'm I'm not excited to watch preseason, but you know, yeah. it, it's what it stands for, I guess. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, I mean, I used to be one of those people who who would like be super excited about watching preseason football, yes. and then you only watch a quarter of it. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, no, nah, I'm not excited. Man. All right. First off, uh, also I want to shout out to everybody in the chat. Uh, my man Spencer made it to the uh to the late show LSU after dark. What's up, Spencer? <laughs> uh, big pressure. Uh, big boot acting, applying pressure. Yeah. Okay. Big boot <laughs> action. I'm sorry. Uh, 
We got uh, Tigers Avenue said hey. the walking billboard. Himself, like, <laughs> you ain't happy. <laughs> you shining and it's all white in there. Facts. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel Daniel took communion earlier. And, uh, oh, he really he really in an insane asylum. He just ain't gonna tell y'all that now. That's really a padded wall behind. That's exactly what it is. I snuck my laptop in here. <laughs> All right. Um. Uh, mm. Spencer with the hot take on Jacksonville. Hot take. I think old Doug will have them at seven wins this year. It's pretty bold. Yeah, they team. must be. What conference they in? They the playing AFC, in. They, they the AFC South. Nah, they, they gotta be. They got. If they gonna get seven wins, they must be in like the uh, AAC. The Big Twelve. Might maybe. Maybe, but I don't see Jacksonville. Not this year. Uh, by the way, our man Dilly Sanders is in the building. He will be joining us in the next five minutes or so. Um, Tom, dang, Daniel, Daniel went with, from all white to all black. I about to say he must went to hell real quick. Man. <laughs> oh wow! Did you see me? Yeah, your whole camera just went black. We're oh, trying okay. to figure out what's going on. Uh, okay. okay, Al, big Mister Mister Al Landry. Uh, my guy, my guy, what's up, Al? He said he likes it for the preseason. He likes to see the young talent try to make the team. I do too. I I, I do enjoy that aspect of it. Uh, D Daniel, uh, Daniel Donald DK in the building. Uh, I I wore my uh golden boot shirt yesterday through the airport. People were kind of giving me dirty looks. I was like, yeah, yeah, I got a problem. Uh, hey, <laughs> uh, back to what I was saying though. To me, one of the best things about uh. The game last week was seeing the old New Orleans Breakers quarterback uh, get some reps for Jacksonville. That is true. That is true. Um, I uh, think, too, like whenever it comes to the preseason football, uh, I do like, uh, what do you call it? Hey, welcome. Hey, rookie, welcome to the NFL stuff. And I do like watching all those shows. I mean, that's, I would say that that gets me excited more than anything. Yeah. Is watching those shows. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ryan says uh, he's here for Dilly. Pause. Uh, dilly, okay. dilly, dilly, dilly. So, uh, but let, let let me jump back to to NFL. Uh, Tom Brady loses another mm-hmm. offensive lineman. He is going to be down to uh, patchwork uh, offense. It's going to look like whenever New Orleans played Miami Dolphins, that's what his offensive line going to look like. Um, yeah. So is he I, down already too, or is he down just Ryan Jensen? I think that's number three. If I'm not number three, if you, bro. If you, if you look at last year's team, he's down three. Uh, yeah. cause they lost. They lost Alice Kappa to the Bengals. Yeah. Um, um, uh, Jensen got hurt, and then um, Ali Marpet retired. Right. Or I might have got them backwards, but yeah, he he uh he lost one guard. One retired, and then his center just got hurt. So, right. right. Hey, I bet, I bet, um, on your mother, he doing the Birdman hands right now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like for real. Yeah. Hey, th- this guy here, this guy, he's secret, secret Clemson fan. What's uh-huh. up, daddy? Uh, Rev in the building says, uh, Jacksonville will surprise a lot of people. Trevor Lawrence is going to have a breakout season. Pooh, how your daddy look younger than you? I just, uh, hold up. Do you want to go there, Daniel? <laughs> I'll do it. Let's okay. not let, 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 let's stay on topic for now. Fam. All right, okay. yeah, yeah, but uh, my only question about Jacksonville is who is he gonna throw the ball to? Mm, oh, they do have Christian Kirk, but that's it. They paid him a lot of money. Is he? Is yeah, he they paid. They paid him like a number one, but I don't know if he is a number one. That's a good question. He gonna throw it to Etienne out the backfield, but didn't Etienne tweak his foot again? Dang, I, I'm not sure. 
And he tore his ACL last year, right? He tore his ACL yeah. last year, but they were saying, like, uh, I did see there was a tweet by a doctor, um, mm -hmm. a podiatrist that showed, like, the way he runs. Um, they said they can see why he has a lot of foot injuries. Um, yeah, DJ Shark is gone. Uh, he, is, he has been balling up there in Detroit. Do not it's sleep it. on Detroit, man. They, yeah. they playing, they're gonna play hard if nothing else up there in Detroit. Dan Campbell got them boys believing in themselves, yes, sir, yes, sir. Um, Paul's hood. That's funny. <laughs> Blake show. That might be on the shirt soon. That was like that's probably the funniest comment I've seen in a minute. Um, I think we got one more thing. I think we might save this uh topic though. Um, for the NFL, the NFL, we, we might say this until after Delhi is uh after we talk to Delhi. Um, but I do want. I got, I got a few more things. I guess we can touch on before we get uh Dilly Sanders in here. Um. Former LSU softball great, uh, Shamaya Sanchez. I, and I say great. Um, she was one of my favorite softball players. Mine uh, too. Mine too. Um, I like her brother. He's cool. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people know her brother, D'Angelo Sanchez, right. mm -hmm. uh, who's always at, and still goes to softball, LSU softball games. And football games. He, he, he like the, always on TV. He like, he like the LSU, the LSU super fan. Yes. Um, <laughs> And, and you know, but she she announced that uh, she's uh, had a bounce a battle with uh, lupus and has been receiving um, dialysis and stuff. Uh, we pray her a, a speedy recovery. Um, also, uh, if you you know, if if you are are willing to donate, you know, um, you know, go out and get tested. Uh, you may be able to save someone's life. So, you know, again, wishing her a speedy recovery and, and that. Uh, we can, you know, saying she can be healed. I guess it's, it's the best thing. Uh, and then last thing we'll touch on before we get uh, get to uh, Dilly, uh, Brittany Griner. Uh, her case is finally, uh, I guess you can say, the, the trial is finally in the mock trial. I, I'll say it. Um, she was found guilty of drug possession and, and smuggling. Uh, she was sentenced to nine years in prison. Um, the one thing about this, we all know she's a political pawn. But there's also, uh, I think there may be other elements to this. Uh, there was something that came out. She had 0.17 or 0.7 grams, if I'm not mistaken, uh, of, of, of uh, THC in the canisters. Um, there was a young lady who had seven grams of, of THC, um, and they gave her like a fine, or she was she was charged like two twenty thousand rubles. Yeah, but but. I, I know the story you're talking about. I think the biggest thing in that story is the context of when it happened and what mm. was going on as far as the world events and everything right. when when those two cases happened. There's also a teacher who just got sentenced to 14 years um, yeah. in Russia for, yeah, for 14 grams. So, I mean, I we we all know that it's it's like you said there's there's more elements to the case than what they making it mm -hmm. seem, but I just hope that this whole thing gets resolved soon. And you know she's back at home along with uh, Mr. Whelan also. Yes, and yes, they. Uh, I thought they got it. Was it uh, possession? I thought they tried to get him for uh, espionage. No, nah, they got him for possession also. Uh, but oh, I think really? they got. I think they got him a trafficking charge though. So I don't know if that's the difference or not. But yeah, that's crazy. It's crazy. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we know who y'all came here to see. Uh, <laughs> let me get my man. Let me introduce my man. Uh, Former writer, staff writer for the uh, Reveille, um, now currently 
a a a I guess you say a beat writer. I don't know. I don't know all the terms for for you know writers. Um, I do hear he writes poetry for uh, small kids to uh, encourage him to to be great in the world. Um, <laughs> he, he he also writes uh, jingles uh, for people selling things on Craigslist. Uh, oh, our man. <laughs> <laughs> we got funny. our man, Mr. Dilly Sanders, in the building. Welcome to the Golden Boot, Dilly. How are you? Hello, hello. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Can y'all hear me? Make sure everything sounds good. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, real quick, first thing, I do want to send some prayers out to the Sanchez family. Mm-hmm. D'Angelo, uh, last year, actually, you know, very gracious with his time, helped me out with the school project. Let me interview him. So I just want to give out. Prayers, good vibes to that family. Uh, but yeah, I'm doing great. It's uh, it's it's good. It's good to be here. It's good that LSU football is back. I'm at camp. I don't write for the Reveille. I do still. Yeah. I will still be covering LSU. I have not been able to share where okay. yet, uh, but it'll be in the next couple of days. I'm very very excited. It's going to be pretty big, and uh, yeah, I can't wait. I, I didn't and, know if you if you were able to share. We were gonna say, you know, say, can you reveal uh, that on on the show? You know, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for another domino to fall. But you know, contracts have been signed. I'm good. I'm ready. But uh, I, and I'm at I'm at camp. So, gotcha. uh, but yeah, in the next couple of days, y'all will know. And uh, I'm very 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 excited. All right. Well, I, look, you know what, Dilly? I can't hold it. Dilly is now the sports writer for Playboy. Just so you know. <laughs> oh, oh, no, no. I got to call my agent real quick. You're breaking, you're breaking the news. My agent's awesome. my mom. I'm so excited. It's cool. I'd buy a pause up shirt, honestly. Hey, I'm telling you, I, I, I got to look. They, it was said on Blake's show, on AYS. Uh, somebody said uh, Paul's Hub, and it was hilarious. I'm definitely going to put that on the shirt and send that person mm-hmm. a personal shirt because that was hilarious. Um, <laughs> but let, let's get to it, though. Uh, LSU uh, players uh, report to camp. Uh, well, reported. Camp begins. Um, we've had three practices, two practices, three practices. Was it? I know they had. Uh, well, we they this today was practice number five. Oh, wow. We, wow. we uh, yeah, we've only seen two practices gotcha. and part of two practices. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say yeah. So we saw thirty minutes. These we saw thirty minutes of the first practice. Thirty minutes today. Tomorrow we talk to the players, and then on Thursday. We get a full practice inside Tiger Stadium. Media nice. gets to watch the whole thing, and mm-hmm. that hasn't happened. I was talking to some of the, the older heads uh, at practice that uh, I don't think it's happened since like 1988 that the media sat in on a full camp for LSU, a full fall camp at least. Awesome, awesome. And David, will you actually be there for, on Thursday? Yep. To watch yep. the entire practice? Yeah, I can't wait. I cannot well, I, wait. I, I, let, let, let me say this, Dilly. I know this is off the, off the whim, but – I mean, hey, you know, we do a podcast on Thursday, so. <laughs> hey, 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 I mean, I mean, hey. I mean, I did, I, I did quit. I did. I was able to quit my day job. I have more time, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, so let me answer this in the quick uh, uh, chat. Uh, no pressure. No, uh, she did not pass away. She's just uh, uh, in need of a, a kidney transplant and um, and um, battling lupus. Um, but but let's get back to to uh to camp. Um 
from what you've seen thus far, uh, Dilly, what is it? Well, at, first of all, let me ask you this because I, I didn't, mm -hmm. I, I jumped straight into LSU football. Um, your origin, so how'd you even get started writing? So this is the story I uh, I write on all my resumes and cover letters because I can't believe it's true. Um, I well grew up born and raised Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Mm -hmm. Technically born in Denham Springs, but we don't count that. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I was born and raised Baton Rouge, Louisiana. So grew up uh, all my life LSU LSU fan. But uh, my grandmother was a newspaper writer, and she would always tell me the stories of. Uh, before I could write, before I could talk, well, really talk, I would be in diapers writing out, scrib scribbling out lines and reading her like sports stories. Wow. Just off off the top of my head before I really even knew what was going on. And like my grandpa would read me to high school games and I'd type in on my phone notes uh, like, oh, a, a, a post game report about what was what happened while we were there. So it's literally just been my entire life. Um I've, that's what I've wanted to do. Wow. I, I say this. I first got introduced to Dilly um, a few years ago when this man by himself, he did a, uh, a big board of everyone in the NFL draft, like 350-something players. I don't know how he had the time to rank them, watch all that film and everything, but when I did my little mock drafts, I used his big board, you know. So, uh, that, yeah, that, I he definitely dedicated. I give you that, brother. I love – college football I love the nfl draft um so yeah i used but i got into writing um y'all know ross jackson obviously yeah, yeah love mm -hmm. ross um me and him met on madden actually wow uh in a madden league and he was writing for uh what was it all Saints considered yes all Saints considered at the time and i was like hey i want to do this i'm in school like i'm a freshman can i write for y'all and so ross gave me my first job through madden Wow. Um, and then our uh, another person in our Madden League started a website, and I wrote about the draft for him. And then so I spent like two years hosting a draft podcast and just fully in on the draft. Um, so I love the draft, and yeah, I I, I did about two years where I watched over three hundred players, and oh, crazy, man. Crazy. it's not it's 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 not easy. It's not easy. Oh no, I wouldn't even be able to do a hundred players. Right. Right. <laughs> well. Well, Dilly, let, let me ask you this. Uh, I, I know we're going to start talking about camp, but um, what players are you excited about uh, when um, it comes to, you know, the upcoming draft next year? Um, who? Uh, there's obviously a couple of LSU players, but number one uh, player I cannot wait to watch is uh, Bajan Robinson out of Texas. Okay. Just such a fun football player. And it's kind of antithetical. He's kind of antithetical to what I like. I love like a like a – pass blocking running back i love blocking i love watching tight end. i love watching tight ends wide receivers that block offensive line that block but but john robbins is not that good of a blocker but he is really good at everything else um and uh devin leary out of north carolina state mm -hmm. is like the quarterback yeah. that i can't wait to see i'm yeah, big on him on. he slept nice. on for real yeah um we i'm doing uh the student media poll we release weekly polls uh like top 25 polls on men's basketball, uh, women's college basketball, and the first football ones coming out, well, I think, oh, in a couple of days. And I filled out my bracket, and I think NC State is a number 11 for me in the first bracket. I'm, I'm kind of high on them, yeah. even with the people that they lost. Uh, let me ask you this. All right, so last year, 
for the Reveille, you were covering women's basketball. Mm-hmm. All right, I need you to give me a story about Kim Mulkey that nobody has heard you tell before. Ooh. Um, you had to put one. the glasses on for that one, huh? <laughs> I'm struggling. I'm struggling. I'm struggling. Okay, so I got, quick aside, I've been wearing glasses for like two months. I didn't know my entire life I was blind. <laughs> um, uh, so I, you, I just went through my whole life thinking, I'm, you know, I can see. I'm good. Uh, and no, it it wasn't. Uh, I was at the LSU. Uh, I was at LSU pro day, and I was like, I asked Mike Triplett. Uh, I was like, hey, what does that sign across this thing say? He was like, you can't read that. And I said no. And then I kept trying out none of the things, and people were like, you should probably go get your eyes checked. And I did, and my doctor was like, you don't have good eyesight, so I had to go get glasses. So I'm still getting used to them. And I noticed they have a big glare. Uh, so I was going to take them off, but I kind of want to see. I, whatever you're comfortable with. Uh, that actually, so I just want to tell you, that's not a glare. Daniel is in heaven right now. And so it's really bright. Yeah, I, well, I, saw, I saw he ascended at some point while I was in here. See, I see, and, and uh, and I, and I, I forget my dad, my dad's in here. Dad, you missed the rapture too, Daniel. Honestly, beat us all to it. Um, but uh, um, so a Kim Mulkey story. So after after one of the games, it was whenever Alexis Morris got hurt. Um, Alexis Morris got hurt, and everybody was really nervous. We had gotten done with the press conference and everything, and I had seen Mulkey walking. Uh, out and I was like, do y'all think it's bad? She's like, it better not be. Um, this is less of a monkey story, but uh, then I walked out of the doors and Alexis Morris was getting in the car, like packing up her car and driving herself home. I was like, so it can't be that bad. And she said, I'm playing no matter what. <laughs> and Moki already told me I have to. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and so we just talked a little bit and then I went on my way. But yeah. The, that team's awesome. All of the players were all super, super nice the entire time. Mulkey was super nice. She kept singing to me at press conferences. I enjoyed it very much. <laughs> so how good are they going to be this year with Flage and Angel Reese coming in? <sighs> well, it's it's hard to say like, oh, you know, don't expect very much because that's exactly what we did all leading up all into last season. And they turned out, you know, they were a three seed. Um, and then you know so it's hard to it's hard to do that again and be like oh don't get your hopes up but really i guess it would have to be don't get your hopes up they're not going to i don't think they're going to be a 3 seed again I never doubt Moki, but they're going to be fun to watch flage is one of the most fun basketball players just to watch that i've seen in a long time men or women's like she just she she just gets buckets uh so it's not going to be boring to watch i just don't know how good they're going to be like i'm a rockets fan for the for the NBA, Rockets aren't good. They're fun to watch, though. <laughs> They're definitely a league pass team, though, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, they were well, selling their tickets for fifteen dollars last season. <laughs> so that was, that was Oklahoma City, bro. That was y'all. Yeah, both of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, so D- Dilly, uh, well. With Flage, uh, Kim might not sing to you. Flage uh, spit a freestyle for you. Know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, she follows me on Twitter. I'm gonna put in the DMs. I'm just try and get like my own theme song or something. <laughs> but I mean, I think she already has a song with Boosie, so I think I'm already past that. I don't have that. I don't have. I don't have Boosie clout. 
Yeah, dude, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're gonna have to pay a, a good little penny for that. Uh, no, man, you dilly, man. You dilly. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell it. Hey, you you verified on Twitter, dog. You 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 right. got the clout. Yeah. That okay, the verification badge has brought so much joy into my life, but also I've been made fun of so much by my friends and like not like made fun of, but you know, teased like, oh, it's the blue check, or whenever my friends come Whenever my friends, like, we went to go bowling the other day, and I was waiting for them at the bowling alley, and they walked up to me like, is that the Dilly Sanders? <laughs> <laughs> it's just stuff like that. And also people will be like, it's easy ammunition because I have, what, 3,300 followers. They'll be like, why are you verified? And I'll be like, I don't know. I, truthfully, I, I, I applied as a joke, and I got it. And I felt bad because I had friends that really, really wanted it and deserved it that didn't have it at that point. But uh, it's been fun. I mean, John Cena followed me. That's cool. Ah, that's dope. Wow. That's dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, but how did you see him follow you though? Uh, so <laughs> whenever ah, you did, that was a good joke. That was a good joke. Yeah, that was a good joke. What I didn't realize, what I didn't realize, is whenever you're verified, you have a tab that allows you to only interact with other verified people. So you can just filter out everybody else and only see if verified people reply to you, like your tweets, or follow you. That is so weird. And uh, it really is. I don't <laughs> listen. I don't use it. Yeah, I don't. A, I don't use it. That's very elitist, though. Yeah, yeah. Elitist. <laughs> I, I, I would. I would never do something like. Hey, how do you get that? Out? <laughs> <laughs> hey, the whole time I'm thinking, I, I gotta hit Dina's inbox. Take that. Take that. Um, all right, but let's let's get back on track, Dilly. Um, Kemp. Kemp. Yes. Um, so far, uh, we've been we've kind of seen the videos, we've heard the stories of uh, who's who's running out with t- you know first team, uh, who's running out you know second team, who's not running out at all, um, and not even just quarterbacks, uh, other positions, running back as well. Um, is there something that you've seen so far in camp that's kind of surprised you? Surprised me. Um. Well, first off, just visually, like Harold that. Perkins. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just didn't expect Harold Perkins is out there moving like a safety, mm-hmm. but looking like an edge defender. <laughs> like he's huge. Wow. Uh, he he looks he looks like a, an SEC linebacker. Like he could start day one. Like just visually and how he moves. Uh, it's he is as advertised wow. uh, already. Um. All of the offensive linemen look big and look ready to play like, you know, last year. I don't think I just don't think that these people are going to be getting pushed around by Mizzou uh, is, is the main thing. That's all that that really, I think, matters. Just just seeing the, how more prepared players look from a strength and conditioning and like health standpoint. Um, everyone made like makes fun of Miles Brennan uh, coming into camp looking like he's thirty five years old, but like he looks he looks like a healthy quarterback now. Mm. Uh, Jaden Daniels he looks over two hundred pounds. Brian Thomas doesn't look as much of a like a twig as he used to. Like mm. he's over two hundred pounds now. Like everybody bulked up, and um, it's just good to see. Uh, like I didn't I didn't expect to see as much progress from spring to fall as we did. So you're saying that Jacob Flint is the MVP of the offseason? I re- he really might be. I'm I'm really, really impressed with with how well everybody's conditioned. 
Um, I did see Harold Perkins get a little cramped up today, but it was so hot. I do not blame him. I really don't blame him. Well, let me let me ask you the question everyone probably cares about and everyone is honestly probably tired about. Um, <laughs> how how the quarterbacks looking? All right, so I have always believed personally that this is a two man race, mm-hmm. and it's been backed up by camp. I think it's either going to be Nussmeyer or Jaden Daniels. Okay. okay. Let me let me ask this. Yeah. Did, did those two men change uh, as far as what? Because I like you said, I always thought it was a two man mm-hmm. race. But initially, it wasn't Nussmeyer. I mean, it wasn't Nussmeyer. It was Miles Brennan and Jaden. Um, so, did you originally think that as well, or were you always kind of? Uh, I think it's Nuss. Um, I have a little bit of personal bias. I'll admit that I have been a huge fan of Jaden Daniels since he came out of uh, high school. I watched every. I've watched every snap he took at Arizona State. I just he's just been a player I've been a fan of. So I was really excited whenever he came, whenever he was coming to Baton Rouge because I know that he is more than his stat lines. <laughs> like the players and the coaches at Arizona State failed him a lot, and I know he's not perfect. Um, but I believe with how much effort they're putting in to Jaden Daniels, uh, fixing his footwork stuff like that, I feel like. It's hard to believe that they don't think that he should be starting. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I say that to say Nussmeyer has – everyone's talking about him out of camp, and for a reason, he looks like he's the best quarterback right now. It's just most consistent in everything. And every drill today, um, from what I saw, it went and, – and now he did say – like he did say somebody has to start, somebody has to be the first quarterback – but every drill, no matter what drill it was, the order was Nussmeyer, Jaden, Brennan, Walker Howard. Wow. Now, Walker Howard, visually, it's, 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 it's clear to tell he's not in this race. He's going to redshirt. I'm not saying he looks bad, but he yeah. looks a step behind. He looks like he's a true freshman. Right. Like He looks like how he should look right now. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Today, we saw a lot of um, like rollouts. In, in zone looks uh, from the drills. And Jaden and Nuss looked like the most smooth and looked like they had the best ball placement out of everybody. Yeah. I, how, how concerned are you about the running back room, especially now with Trey Bradford gone? Yeah. Well, that whole situation's weird because he was, he was all here through spring, and then we just show up and he's apparently been kicked out. Um, so that whole thing's weird. His whole college journey has been weird. I'm not. I'm not too. I'm not too worried. Oh, this is perfect. I need y'all to help me out with a nickname. Again, also ever since he came out of high school, Noah Kane. I've been pushing for uh, for people to call him Nova Kane because he's putting the defenders <laughs> to sleep. Like I love it. I, I, I just thought that was. Per- I've always thought that was perfect. But I again think his addition helps out a ton. Obviously, you want more than three originally scholarship quarterback uh, running backs in your room. Josh Williams is scholarship, but he was a walk on and not saying like, yeah, he's good. He's good. Um, but you need a lot out of Armani Goodwin and Noah Kane. Now, John Emery, I think everybody knows is yeah. going to be running back one um, today. When, whenever we got there, they were doing um, passes to the running backs and the coaches were not happy with the, with the running back. With the running backs, they were yelling at uh, 
I don't know. I we none of us could tell who the coach was. I don't know. Like he just, we just didn't recognize him uh, off first look. But he was yelling at Armani Goodwin a lot, and they looked real frustrated in that aspect. Um, but everything else, they looked looked pretty good. Noah Kane, I think, if he can add a little bit more pass catching and fluidity to his game, uh, he could be real dangerous. Yeah. Real, real. And that, that, that's my question about Noah Kane because I, I watched some film on him at, uh, while he was at Penn State, and I do question sometimes his explosiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, coming out of camp this year, I mean, how does he look to you as far as you just said fluidity? I mean, does he look it? He looks, he looks, he looks better than I expected. Yeah. Um, and they did mention that they've worked, they're working heavily with him on that because uh, everyone knows he can run, he can run through people, he's big. Um, I think, I think that that's really what they're focusing on with him. And he does look pretty good. Uh, look, to have pretty good burst. We haven't seen anything that like really, um, puts it on, on like, puts it in like a showcase, but I assume we'll see some seven on sevens, at least on Thursday and see a little bit more out of that. That's going to be fun. Uh, uh, Dilly, somebody's, uh, got a, got a, uh, uh, a nickname for you, uh, Call him Sugar Cane, I guess, because he's like, sweet, with, sweet with his feet. Hey, <laughs> I like that too. I like that too. That's perfect. Did you did you attend practices last year? Um, not last year. No. Um, I went in spring. Spring was my first okay. uh, first time going to practices. I, I I only attended one game. It was the Arkansas game, so we don't really talk Gosh. about that. Yeah. But uh, I will say, I will say, I was down on the field for overtime, and that was a really cool feeling. Was um so I I was just gonna kind of ask you about the um the tone and kind of how Brian Kelly is um kind of orchestrating or handling practice. Like, what's what's your first thoughts to when you see him, you know, commanding the practice? So I had I obviously I don't have anything to compare it to Correct. from a uh, like a football practice. The only person I've seen in practice was Kim Mulkey, and you can imagine her her practices are crazy and awesome. Um. But all, everything I've heard from people who were covering last last year that it's night and day in terms of preparation, organization, mm. how he's talking to everybody, how the teams and practices are set up to like get the most out of everything. I, that's what I've heard um, from other people. Is that and I it did I did notice it even not having anything to base it off of how streamlined everything is. Um, and how neat and how organized everything looks like everyone knows what their job is and they're doing that job right now. And they are just doing this and then getting ready to the next thing. And nobody's confused about anything. Like it's just, it's smooth. Right. Okay. Uh, Go ahead, Daniel. I'm sorry. Well, I would say when you're talking about smooth, I mean, the smoothest LSU has looked to me, honestly, with in the last 20 years is that first 2019 game. Um, just, you know, if they can come out and look that smooth, I'll be, I'll be pretty happy. That's a, that's a pretty lofty expectation there. It is, it is, it is. But I mean, it was like clockwork. It was money. It was, it was. I, uh, I mean, I will say again, I mentioned earlier that I'm doing this, the student media top 25 thing. LSU's not in my top 25 to start. Um, they're they're not my top 25 to start. And again, they came out today, USA Today. They weren't in the coaches poll for the first time in since 2000. I think they weren't in the preseason top 25. There's a lot to prove in my opinion. And they have the players they have, 
they have the talent, they have the coaching, but I kind of need to see it all in action first. Um, and maybe, what, maybe, maybe it's, what you say? What, what's your biggest concern? Seeing um, it? yeah, just, just, yeah, it's really just seeing it. Like, are they, are they ready? Are they prepared? Now it looks like they're going to be, yeah. but I mean, I'm sure nobody expected them to be as unprepared as they were the last two years. I want to see them put it into practice. I mean, I want I, I want to see them work and have everything actually happen at the real stage. Because as, as other people who are smarter than me have mentioned, their players are going to want to go back to their old habits at some point. Like it's just going to be more comfortable for them. Like I want to see people overcome that, and I want to see LSU look like LSU and. Uh, if we're talking like concern concerns, I'd say probably cornerback depth. Um, Cause I think today there were two corners, two, two scholarship corners, not out there. It was Jordan tolls and somebody else. Uh, oh, it was Jordan tolls. And I think, I think Jarek Bernard Converse yeah. was not out, was not outside again. was not out here well, again. Like that can't, that can't keep happening. Like they don't have the cornerbacks to, to allow people to be getting hurt. They like they cornerback depth is, is a real, real issue. But didn't Kentucky uh, just have a DB that just went into the portal also? That's from uh, um, Baton Rouge, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know if he's from. I don't there. know. Uh, can he enter the portal yeah, there, right now? Yeah, he's a, he's in the portal. He just he just declared. There, yeah, there was there was there there is one. Um, Are you talking about yeah, Williams? Man. Yeah, mm-hmm. Joel Williams is that his yeah. name? Yeah, Joel Williams. Yeah, Joel Williams. Yeah. And uh, so, hey, that, that could be a nice little pickup. Hey, I, I, I highly doubt that happens, brother. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's see. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, he's from yeah Madison Prep. I mean, yeah. it could happen. Who knows? All right. uh, so, I don't. I don't know anything about that yet. All right. So, Dylan, let me ask you this: because you, we talked about Brian Kelly with, with the practice and setting the tone. What about with the media? As far as like press conferences and stuff, do you feel or? or um, because I'm sure did were you able to cover like pre- post uh post game press conferences with the uh, previous staff and stuff like that? Or, um, yeah, like I mentioned, I did so I did the the game against Arkansas and I did the Texas Bowl. Okay. Um, so I've been through both of those. Um, I am I was shocked and will continue to be shocked at how open Brian Kelly is with the media. Like, uh, I don't know if y'all remember in the spring, he like gave us a whole spiel about how he and Kayshawn uh, Boutte have not like have not, you know, gelled yet and they're not close or anything. Like he didn't have to tell us that. Like he could have just said, Oh yeah, we're working on it. Like they, they tell us what they want out of the players. They tell us what they're looking for. Um, They tell us where people are. They tell us what what's happening with people. Like we're in the know. They're not, doesn't seem to be hiding a lot, um, which is, which is nice. I well, think BK I, also uses that uh, Nick Saban deal. You know how Nick Saban always talks to his players through the media. I think BK does the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know? He he said he says a lot to y'all in press conferences. Uh, you know about the team, but I kind of noticed the difference between him and uh the, maybe the past regime is they don't really he doesn't really say a lot when it comes to recruiting. Yeah, you, uh, you know, like the past staff would tell us, oh, we're we're feeling real good about getting a, a commitment from an offensive lineman. You know, and he'd basically keep us up to date with everything mm-hmm. that they had going on. Do you kind of get that same vibe that BK is not as forthcoming about recruiting? 
I have not heard anybody ask about recruiting, really. So maybe that's it. Um, at least off the top of my head from the press conferences I've been to. Um, that really might be it. So maybe the media needs to do a better job about talking about recruiting. But yeah, yeah. I, I don't nothing that I remember that I, has I been set up to be talking about it. Yeah, I know with recruiting, it's it's only so much he can say uh, because mm-hmm. of possible violations. But let let us let's shift there. Let's let's shift to recruiting real quick, uh, real mm-hmm. quick. Uh, uh, Sheldon Samson, Shelton Stanson Jr. Uh, stayed. Um, big pickup by the staff. Um, I don't remember a time where we've had um, as many five stars this early in a, in a recruiting cycle um, and, and also out of state and stuff. Um, well, a mixture of out of state in state guys. Um, you've got two five star wide receivers on your on, already recruited to your class. And, and that's that's important because last year you only had one wide receiver in your class. Mm. And then you had three transfer out. Like yeah. wide receiver is the biggest sneaky business, biggest need right now because you think, uh, you know, you think LSU wide receiver, you, you think of the, the talent that we have right now, but it's not really that deep. No. Well, next year, next year, Booty's gone. Booty's yep. gone. Jare's gone, so that leaves you. Kyron with, Lacey might be gone. Yeah, he could possibly be gone too. So that leaves you with, you know, Chris Hilton, Brian Thomas, uh, best Davis, neighbors, Abietto. best neighbors in Abietta. I mean, those they're solid guys, but that's not a deep enough room in the SEC. I would tell yeah, you. Too, I, uh, go ahead, go ahead, Dylan. Uh, I was gonna say, yeah, that that Shelton Sampson commit was so big for a ton of reasons. Um, hopefully, getting people to stop talking about the in-state recruiting, like. Give him, give him a year, man. Give him, give him some time. He has to build relationships with somebody, like some people. That, like, just, just, just let him, let him, let him, let it smooth in. Like, I never thought it was as big of a deal as it was made out to be, and then now it's starting to show. Like, they know what they're doing. They're interesting. Give them some time. Yeah, no, they might, they might actually be able to flip a guy like Ricky Collins, and they might actually be able to get <laughs> Zalance Hurd and some of these other guys. So maybe people like Daniel, who were panicking <laughs> when Derek Williams committed to Texas, should have pumped their brakes a little bit. Hmm, hmm. Interesting. Yeah, Ooh. this year's been interesting too because you know Arch was never coming here. Exactly. Eli Holstein yeah. never coming here. Never trust exactly. a man from Zachary. Uh, oh man. <laughs> Zachary was 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 uh was hey, uh our high school. Close your ears, brother. Time out, time out. Let Kylan, let Kylan Jackson commit before you start saying. <laughs> okay, that, sorry, 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 <laughs> sorry. I I went to high school at Central. Zachary, obviously, huge rivals. Central, so yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's all it's all it's it's all fun and games until I, you're Eli Hosting. I might I might need, I might need to play the disclaimer for that one, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Did y'all uh, y'all see Woodlawn versus Zachary is gonna be gonna be on yeah, ESPN, ESPN next year? That's crazy. That's crazy. Well, I, I I like that they're playing, but me personally, if you're gonna put a BR game on, uh, you should have did Catholic versus Zachary, in my opinion. But either way, either way, I think those are that's gonna be a good game. Yeah. But yeah. I I wanted to do a quick. I was looking up um, the comparisons as far as wide receivers, and I got a comp for Simpson. He he definitely reminds me of uh, Terrence Marshall. Yeah, he's just faster. Uh, yeah, he's a fa- yep, he's a faster tennis. Which is crazy to think. Yeah, same he, number, he, same numbers, same everything. everything bro. He, I think he's like probably an inch or two taller than Terrence, but and he's probably a couple pounds lighter. 
but I, I think that's a pretty good comment. I think I think a lot of people forget just how good Terrace Marshall was yeah. before yeah. the injury, man. Like in high school, oh man. Yeah, yeah. I've heard some good things out of him, uh, out of camp with him yeah. there too. Yep. In Carolina, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Back out here. All right, so so we we got a big commit in Sampson, mm-hmm. but then you had another Baton Rouge guy decide to go to BK's old stomping grounds, Osbury. Yeah. How, how big? How big of um, a deal do you think it is that not only did he not come to LSU, but he went to Notre Dame of all places? I think it is a about a one on the five point caution scale. Um, Jay Nosberry did not want to come to LSU. He went to U High. He his dad works for LSU. His dad played for LSU. I I know for a fact Jay Nosberry did not want to go here at all. And the Ohio State thing, uh, the Notre Dame thing is Notre Dame hired the Ohio State linebacker coach. Osbury was going to go to Ohio State. Notre Dame hired that coach. Osbury went to Notre Dame. Right. Hold on, hold on, because uh, you just said something right there, so I just want to thank you. All right. <laughs> oh, my God. Because it's a lot of people. A lot of people have been panicking over that or, or made a big deal out of it. A lot of people make, make a big deal out of that. A yeah, lot of people. They are. They're saying he's four miles away from LSU, and he went to Notre Dame. He's been on campus his whole life. Well, I think it's somebody on this show – um, used to pull, you know, saying the thoughts out of their head and say perception is reality. Perception, perception is reality. can be reality. Nah, it can be now, huh? No, it can, can be, be now. No, huh? perception. But at, at the same time, you have to look at everything with this kid, with this kid. It's, it's <laughs> everything that his dad's been through the last couple of years. Everything really. That, wait, hold on. Let me go ahead. I'm listening. At, at everything he's been on campus his entire life. It's okay. We're fine. I'll let you what go. Okay. What, what what's crazy is what crazy is this sounds like the same thing that a couple of us told you about, I don't know, a month and a half ago. That about maybe, what? About Jay Nosberry. <laughs> no, that we were saying that about Eli Holstein. We were saying him. that about Arch Manning. Arch Manning. Some but, of these dudes, but, some of these guys just weren't coming to LSU, bro. You know what? I get that. Now, okay. At that, Dilly, you got you got to understand these guys, right? Bruh. Whenever I'm wrong, they gonna let me know, Dilly. Now they can because be wrong, be all wrong day. a lot. Come on, man. Uh, Come on, man. Oh my god! I just I just think that this is a year where it happened to be a lot of people in the top ten that just like I don't want to stay here. I want to. Tacky Curtis was another one. Tacky Curtis was not coming to LSU. I mean, right. we could. No, I mean, it's honestly. It's honestly commendable that BK was able to get him to come visit Baton Rouge after, you know, the rift that he had with the mm-hmm. last coaching staff. So I think whenever you look at, like, Tackett, yeah, we didn't land Tackett, but there was there was ground made up in that relationship building process. So maybe next year, whenever they have a guy like Tyler Singleton, you might be able to get him because you repaired their relationship. The only thing you have to worry about – I think with the like top 10, top 12 recruits is maybe Omarion Miller. Is Mickey going to keep taking people from, from in-state wide receiver from in-state? I don't know, but that's the only thing to maybe look at. Yeah. Um, I just, uh, yeah. And, and with, with how recruiting is it, LSU's not going to get 10 out of 10 top 10 recruits anymore. Like exactly. with how recruiting is, they're just, uh, they, I mean, it's they can't afford it. I mean, yeah. I know Gordon McKernan has got deep pockets, but, I don't know how deep they can they can go. Uh, 
Well, right. you got to, Dilly, you got to break out that verified Twitter bank account now, big dog. <laughs> <laughs> the Dilly Sanders player of the week. Uh... <laughs> hey, I like it. Sounds good, man. Hey, hey, Dilly, Dilly. Uh, let's switch topics for a minute. Uh, let's leave LSU, go, you know what I'm saying, you know, about an hour away. Let's go New Orleans. Let's go to the Saints. Um, Tyron Matthew was out for a while. Uh, people kind of panicked over it. Why? First of all, it's a lot of panic this year anyway. But people panicked a people little bit, you know. Man. Oh, my God. Why <laughs> but, is he t- – he took down but, his uh, Saints stuff. And I think I think people panicking because both teams got new coaching staffs. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and both new, teams even, haven't been good. <laughs> yeah, that too. That too. <laughs> but, you know, like if Sean was still there, people would be like, oh, well, we still got Sean. You know what I mean? But – there's a lot of questions marks about DA and Pete and how they're going to be able to handle things. So every little thing that happens down there gets blown out of proportion. Yeah. Well, he should have had questions about Sean too. Cause the last couple of years he stunk it up in the playoffs. But all right, let's, that's, let's, that's let's, neither let, here. Let, yeah. Let's not go back. Let's not go back. We're going to go forward. So, all okay. right. Ty, Tyron's back, but we had, we lost Chauncey for a few days, but now it looks like Chauncey's back. So, what do you make about the whole hold-in situation? He wants a new extension. Should he get the extension? Should they trade him like some people have mentioned? Like, what do you think on that? Um, I think I think that you would have to be kind of silly to not think that this was going to come at some point with who he is and how – I mean, he's open on Twitter. Like, you can kind of tell who he is, what he wants. He, he's been wanting to be top paid for a long time. Um, it doesn't really surprise me that much. I don't think you have to trade him yet. Um, the, I mean, if you don't feel like he deserves the money that he wants, Chauncey's a great player. Nickel corners are the easiest cornerback t- position to fill. Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah, but, but I, I think when you're talking about replacing Chauncey, you also not only are going to use a, a pretty good football player, but you're going to lose a leader in your locker room. And not only mm-hmm. that, he does bring so much attitude and swagger to that defense. And yeah. I, I mean, everyone talked about in the offseason about how they wanted to see uh, Chauncey with Tyran, with um, with Marcus, you know, with Cam Jordan, just because of the trash talking and the swag that they're going to bring, you know, to to the field. So, I mean, I'll be I'll be hard pressed if they trade him. I I don't know, man. I don't. I don't think he. Uh, yeah, I don't think he's gonna get traded. I, I'm not saying he should be. I'm just saying it's realistic. It's a realistic possibility that they're gonna be like, hey, he, we can't, we don't want to pay him the money. Yeah, let's get something for him. It, it could happen. Um, but like you mentioned, that team's gonna be a lot of fun. That team's gonna have so much energy, and I'm all about keeping the locker room together as much yeah. as possible. Whenever it's as good as the New Orleans locker room. Sure. I, I, w- I will say the only thing that hurts him is you got when he did, you know, hold out or whatever. You had Alante Taylor and, Bra- and Bradley Roby both coming and balling out in camp. So, you know, you, you do have guys who might can replace you. And also they let Marcus Williams walk, who if you want to look at where they rank at their position, even though I wasn't the biggest fan of his, he was still top five safety. I don't yeah. know if Chauncey is necessarily, you know, top five of his position. And but you're not you're not gonna have to pay him as much. You're not, you're not, but this the thing. They let they let Marcus walk over what they thought was, you know, an, an outrageous asking price. If that's the and he was a better player in his position than Chauncey is. Mm. So if Chauncey comes in with a quote unquote outrageous asking price, 
the Saints have showed that they're not going to budge if they feel like it's it's not worth the money. And uh, also, uh, you say you're not going to have to pay as, as much. You shouldn't. Yeah. But whenever he's in contract negotiations, he's not going to be talking about how he's a nickel cornerback. He's going to be I'm talking about I'm a, I'm a safety or I'm a cornerback, and uh, it's going to be the whole the whole yeah. Jimmy Graham thing yeah. again. The Saints the, the Saints don't feel the Saints aren't going to pay more than they feel like they need to. It doesn't yeah. matter who the guy is. Exactly. Yeah. The, the the highest paid slot right now is getting like eight million, I think. Uh, Kenny Moore, and the, the franchise tag for a safety is twelve million. So you look mm. at the difference. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Uh, let's talk about. I, I I just want to touch on this for a minute. Um, the Saints were shopping, looking for a linebacker. Um, they had tryouts. Um, they signed Kiko Alonso, who hadn't played in since before years. COVID. Since before <laughs> COVID. Um, and then he retired. Right. That man. That man. <laughs> man put on his pads and he was like, to- nope. He went to one practice. He went to one practice and was like, "Man, I forgot how hot it was down there." Yeah. Um, what? what So, I guess the question is, what are your thoughts? So, to me, the first thing popped in my mind was selfish. You basically could. It's it's a lot of. I'm trying to think of the best way to put this. I I can see why you say that though. When you talk about when people talk about taking somebody's spot or, 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 or something like that, that was a spot that somebody could have been in the field in, and then he came in. And I, I, I'm not saying – I don't think he necessarily knew he didn't want to play, um, mm-hmm. but I think he he probably – when he got there, I, I'm pretty sure he had a, a, a idea of, you know, saying, I, the, the burn the fire ain't burning quite as bright as it used to be. I just want to know what the, the come to Jesus moment was. Like, he's like – he Walking just didn't want to play. I almost put in a transfer request to like to to Buffalo, New York. Like it was <laughs> it was so hot today, I wanted to leave. Hey, I'm gonna say yeah. the come to Jesus meeting was him and Penning had a one on one. Look, I, I'll tell oh. you like this. I tell you, you said selfish. I don't think it's selfish at all. And I, I don't think I don't he, think honestly, so. I don't. I don't. I don't taking somebody's spot. I mean, he only practiced once. You know I what think, I'm saying? I, they get, I get I get the premise they could have signed someone else instead yeah, of signing. They still him. get a chance to sign someone else. But too, so. I, I think I think it was more so of people but, don't realize how much that it takes to play the game of football at that level. Right. And it's one of them things to where if you if your heart ain't in it, then you you know, man, you might as well yeah, go there right now. Yeah. I respect it, bro. I think, yeah, <laughs> I, I honestly respect him too, because he yeah. could have did what um Olin Cruz did to us a few years ago and waited till like the third game of the season and was like, hey, y'all, I'm out. <laughs> you know what I mean? So now now we at least have time to find a replacement. I know they worked out Chase Hansen today, but, you know, I don't know if he's the answer. But I, just, I, just, I would rather him do it now than wait until it put us in a bigger bind. Hey, do you guys it, it remember? It could have been uh, halftime. It could have been yeah, halftime. I was just I was <laughs> saying that, bro. I was Vontae Davis. Vontae yeah. Davis, yeah. yeah. I, I, I didn't know how that went. Did y'all ever see Trey Davis tell that story? Yeah, yeah, that's so funny. Trey White, I'm sorry, Trey White. Yeah, Trey White. Yeah, he he said that man was like, "Yeah, I'm good." Oh, yeah. They said, "Hey, you come back out." That was hilarious. I think I think I'm gonna stay here. Y'all go ahead, man. (laughs) (laughs) That was uh, that's so funny. Like, yeah, I did live in Buffalo for a couple years, so I was. Uh, uh, all my friends that are Bills fans were like, "What? What just happened?" Like, there was so much confusion. That was so funny. Uh, 
And Trey White telling that story is hilarious. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so UFC uh fight was just this past Saturday. Uh, but all last week, uh Trevor Penny was auditioning, um, <laughs> getting everybody the hands. Um is that becoming a distraction? I mean, is it is it a point of you know saying, hey, nope. you're tough versus you know saying bro, every video I've watched, every video I've watched, they went after him. I love like it. He's I, blocking into the whistle, and you're working, like, bro. This your job, dog. Hey, like, 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 like Mike Tomlin said, I really had to tell a dog, "Whoa, then sick him." Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. the the most underrated comment I've seen on this, uh, is I saw it. It was a tweet. It had like thirty likes. I don't know. He must not be. He must not have much of a Twitter presence. But yeah, Sean Mer- Sean Merriman put out a good point saying they're gonna love him come week one like yeah. and that's a defensive defensive end saying like they they know like everyone knew that this is what trevor pitting was and was going to be i was at the senior bowl he did this the entire week the defensive <laughs> the defense hated him uh and then you know he was one of the better he was you know he's one of the better players like yeah. you know yeah. what's going to happen we knew this was coming He's it's one just of those like, guys where you want him. You're glad he's on your team. Exactly. It's just like Chauncey. Yeah. It's just like Chauncey. Whenever yeah. he's calling Mike Thomas slap boy and getting punched in the face in practice, <laughs> we got a problem with it. But whenever right. he's doing it to Javon Mims and getting you the 15-yard penalty and getting old boy ejected, we're all for it. You know what right. I mean? So hey guys, we're, we're, like the Tom Brady. <laughs> we're gonna be getting uh we're gonna be getting Trevor Penning versus Aaron Donald this year. Oh. We're gonna be getting Trevor Penning versus Trey Hendrickson. I know it'll be, you know, a little bit of a, you know. I love to see the Aaron Donaldson. Oh, that's they're gonna fight because Aaron Donald, like Aaron Donald's a sneaky asshole. Like, like he really is not the nicest person ever. Did y'all like see that I video of him choking the teammate? Yeah, yeah. 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 The, the, uh, bro, drill. I would hate imagine, to be that teammate. Exactly. Don't sign me up for that. Hold on. No, bro, exactly. he wasn't talking about he was doing a drill. Man, he was choking that boy. I don't he, know was choking. He, he was choking. He was choking. Bro, that was it. He, he open hand, real, bro. He, he was like this around the man. Neck. Nah, that looked then, then uncomfortable. He said, then he said, "Dude was a rookie, so he had to pay his dues." That's how I know he was choking. Yeah. That's how I know he was choking him. Let me let me ask you this, Dan. You gonna let your, one of your teammates do that to you? Nope. Bro, I've 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 practiced on teammates in drills. He's, teammates have practiced that on that me. That ain't what he said. Come on now. You gonna let Aaron Donald do that to you? If I was Aaron Donald's teammate and I was a rookie, yes, I would let him do that to me. Bruh. So you telling me if Aaron Donald was your teammate and he said, hey, look, come over here and help me with this drill. Now, what, I, you I, say, I, I, what you going to say to Aaron Donald? You going to say no? First of all, it's going to say no? It's a hundred more. If Aaron Donald comes up to me, he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna choke you. I'm gonna be. I'm Kiko Alonso in that. I'm retiring. <laughs> I'm good. I'm leaving." First of all, I'm gonna put it like this: If Aaron Donald is is you know, help him with a drill, understood. That's a, you that ain't a drill, your, bro. You, no, you choke, you're, you're not. Choke fin- you're not gonna be putting your 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 hands around my neck. No, dog. Yeah, nah. I'm with, I'm with you. We gonna. Mm-hmm. It's a hundred more people you can do that to. You nah, ain't doing I get it, it to me, I get dog. It. Hey, but y'all, if y'all talking about squaring over and down, y'all crazy. I just want to say. <laughs> First of all, I would rather square up with Aaron Donald and at least give myself a chance than just stand there and let that hey, man choke me. I'm taller than Aaron Donald, so I, you know, I, I got it. <laughs> I <do. Hey. laughs> 
hey, I, I'll say this. I, I'll say this. If I'm Aaron Donald teammate, that means I'm probably the size of Aaron Donald. Oh, bro. Man, mm-hmm. outside, bro. Man, you crazy. I mean, he's always been undersized. Yeah. It's, just, you, you never seen that man pick up two dudes and, and yeah. Okay. Well, he gonna have to show uh, me the day. Uh, that's that's football, bro. That's we ain't. He gonna have point, to it would, show it me be, the day. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be football at that point, dog. You I know guess. what I mean? I, I, it's a little different whenever we throwing these I, things. I, I, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Chris said you can't claim the three one eight no more. Thanks. I don't care. <laughs> I can't three Good, good, because we went, we ain't letting that slide up here. Uh, and, and, and Chris always also said Aaron would have to square up. That's not how you spell Aaron, but go ahead. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> <A> Ron. <laughs> hey, hey, let me ask you this, Dilly. Um, if you had, if you had one pick for comeback player of the year, and your only two options are Jameis or Michael Thomas, who you giving mm. it to? Hmm. I think Michael. I think Michael Thomas. Really? He, I mean, he's been out longer. If he comes back and fights the slant boy accusations, like if he's good, he's good. He, I think he did. I think, I don't know. It all, it depends. Cause if, if Jameis has a really good season, uh, like best of his year, the Mike, Mike has a good season at that point. But if, if Jameis comes out, puts like a, Puts up a career year, which is not that crazy of a thing to have happen. I think he gets it then because, I mean, it's a quarterback-driven league. Yeah. Um, but I don't think we should shy away from Michael Thomas. Uh, giving Michael Thomas his flowers for coming back and looking like he stepped in a time portal, uh, tra- like a, a portal from 2019 because he looks does crazy. He, does he look faster to you or is that just me? Like I saw that video of him when he caught the he caught the pass like, a, it's like it's like a cross up the and then he mm-hmm. just took off up up the uh, field with it. He just looks faster to me for some reason. And maybe it's because I haven't seen him play in a while. But and he was playing yeah. on one leg, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. Last time we saw him, he was hurt. Like yeah. I don't know. It's not crazy to think. I haven't really thought about it, but uh, maybe maybe he is. Maybe I'll I'll keep an eye out. Chris, Chris makes this comment. He says, with Olave and Jarvis on the team, I don't see him having 150 uh, receptions. He won't no, need to. I, no, but that's the thing. That's the thing. But that's yeah. very true. He won't. He probably won't get that many. But the thing is, you ain't going to be able to double him as much. That's right. You know he's what I mean? Lot, so he's going to get a lot more one-on-ones. Guys, yeah. oh, man, think about it. Good point, Chris. You got Jarvis. You got Olave. You got – I mean, and then you got our guy in the backfield. Oh, it's gonna be good. And you got Deontay Hardy to stretch the field. Like, yeah. can't forget hey, about him. Hey, don't forget Traquan Smith, man. Traquan, Traquan, I think that man's gonna be forgotten about after oh, think, roster cuts. Oh, you, really? Really? Because I think I, Callaway, think I think Callaway is the one that's gonna be forgotten about after really? roster cuts. From what I heard from camp, they both might be getting the boot because they've had. I I think you think about the the four guys, and you think about who the Saints are. Uh, the Saints like you got Thomas, Olave, Landry, Hardy. Yeah. That fifth guy is going to go to someone who contributes on special teams. Traquan is not built for special teams, and Callaway. You know he can punt. He can punt return, but um, you, got you got Deontay for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. The guy, a, a, a quiet, a dark horse leader to make the roster is Kirk Merritt. I've heard he's been getting a lot of special teams uh, burn in practice. Well, only reason I said Traquan is because I know how much uh, the blocking at that position matters. 
Well, mm-hmm. it, at least it did under under Sean. So, um, and I know Traquan, that's one of his, you know, calling cards was was always, you know, he wasn't scared to block and he was a good blocker. So that's the reason why I would put him over Callaway. They could but also agree with the special teams though. They could also keep him and keep six receivers. Like yeah. is that's not crazy. It's not they don't normally but we've been talking about it. We put out uh, Saints Wire. We put out a 53-man roster projection, and we had them only keeping two quarterbacks, putting Ian on the practice squad, um, and then freeing up an extra spot for that for the roster. Okay, let me ask you: since two quarterbacks and and put Ian on the practice squad, because you would have Taysom as a tight end, and if he could be your third quarterback, he, he's he's yeah. You your your emergency quarterback is no longer Alvin Kamara, so you. You have Taysom Hill, so you can afford to only keep two quarterbacks on roster. Uh, plus, you know, they they like to keep – they don't – I mean, it's not like Ian would dress out any week ever right. it, on the roster. Yeah. If, he well, does, well, if he does, it's a COVID situation like last year. Mm-hmm. And then he'll be on the practice squad. You can just bump him on up. Yeah. All right. Well, look, Dilly. You don't have to. You don't have to commit to us now. We would. We we would love to have you back Thursday. You know, saying to, to to talk a little bit about camp. Uh, it won't be this long. It won't be this long. <laughs> I mean, I don't have a problem with it being this long. I'm having fun. Yeah. That man said awesome. he finna check his palm pilot. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't got nothing. To do. He, got, he got to call his agent. He got to check. No, no, he asked hey. me. Listen, he, he did tell me he has to go back to writing those uh hallmark cards for the uh. Yeah. Children of the uh, Ronald McDonald House. <laughs> hey, look, look, I got, I got, one, I got one last question for you, Dilly. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I see, I see you, you got some odd future uh, stuff back there. You, 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 yeah, you, you got my boy back there. Um, I can't even think of his name. Marilyn Manson, Donald, yeah, man. uh, Dan, yeah, Donald Glover. Donald Glover. Yeah. yeah. All right, so, so, so I, I go ahead. Give, give us your top five, man. Your top five artists right now. Who you listening to right now? Yeah. Like active. All right, so Denzel Curry is one of them. Okay. That's who that is. Gotcha. Uh, Tyler's one of them. I thought it'd be fun. I thought it'd be funny. I I knew I, I rearranged these a lot. Yeah. I thought it'd be funny to have Denzel Childers can be a Donald uh, Tyler the Creator, and that's Olivia Rodrigo. Uh, I just hey. <laughs> hey, that's that, my that, hey, that album that album bangs. You can't Fire. tell me it doesn't. Um, so Denzel and Tyler would be in it. Um, I think who the most talented person right now making music just from a pure talent perspective is Jid. Uh, that dude never misses. I've never heard him on a beat. Yeah. I've never heard him on a beat that he did not murder. Um, it could be anything. Um, I really, I mean, still like Kendrick. He still makes music. I just went to the concert last week. If you know, I'm so I'm me, so jealous. Let me ask you this, because I know I know you kind of I know you're kind of a Corday guy. So uh how disappointed were you in um the on his last album? Oh me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was um it wasn't that good. I was gonna Yeah, I was, he, gave, I, he gave yeah. all that weight and lost his girl and put yeah. out a bad album. Hey, <laughs> uh, oh they broke up. Him and Naomi broke up. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was highly. I didn't know that. I was, I was highly disappointed in that album, but he said he's about to drop another one, so hopefully he redeems himself. Uh, uh, you actually got a critic. Uh, uh, Chris says no more music list for you, Dilly, except for Kendrick. Uh, but he he likes Young Thug, so he's yeah, disqualified. He's a, yeah, he's a Young Thug fan, so we we don't we don't take his music um 
opinion. He's crazy. He's crazy. He's crazy. Hey. He's young thug every day. It's crazy. Yeah, he's like young, <laughs> young thug, future gunner. Like he likes all the Atlanta rappers. Um, I, I mean, I listen to pretty much everything. Yeah. I mean, my, <laughs> yeah, my my Spotify playlist is all over the place because I I go like Joji, Kid Cudi, Vampire Weekend, Johnny Cash, Jid, Steve Lacey, Alan Jackson. It goes all over the place. I listen yeah, to whatever, so at, whatever in the moment, yeah. <laughs> whatever in the moment I like to listen to. Uh, sneaky album of the year. Now, this isn't my favorite album of the year, but Sneaky, a really like top five is Rosalia's new album. So good. She's a Spanish Spanish singer. She's it's great. It's great. It's great. Yeah, we'll have to check that out. I like you. Even if I don't understand what they're saying, I love it. But yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Plus, uh, there's a there's a song, there's a there's a a song with the weekend on there, and it's one of the just uh, just singing and it, weekend singing in Spanish, and it's just right. it's awesome. Go it's great. All right. Well, again, Dilly, truly appreciate it. We'll, I, I, right. we'll, we'll hit you up and uh, try to schedule something for Thursday. Get you on. So, we'll, hey. we'll and by then, the, 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 uh, the scrimmage. Oh, by, the by then, by then, my agent will will know. Okay. Uh, will, will give me the thumbs up to talk yeah. about where I'm writing. Exclusive. Next. All hey, right. Hey, go ahead. Go ahead. And let everybody know where they can follow you and your work and stuff, though, bro. Yeah, you found me on Twitter at Dilly Sanders, D I L L Y Sanders, um, and you can go read. Uh, my Saints stuff at the Saints Wire, and then TBD for LSU stuff. But I think you already follow them. Okay, okay, we'll see. I see, we'll I see, see. I, I like see you. what you're doing. That's, like that's what, what that's what they call a tease. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just want to say, I know. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm not saying that, but I, I think I got. Hey, idea. in the DMs, I'll tell you if you're right. I, I've been DMing people all the time. People I trust. Yeah, that's I'm. True. I'm just excited. Yeah. All right. well, we're, we're excited for you, brother. For real, yeah, we're, truly, are you, you deserve it. Um, uh, I actually got another question. I'll save it for Thursday. I'll save it oh. for Thursday. Well, now I have to come back. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> all right, all right, man. Everybody, that was our man Dilly Thank Sanders. You, Dilly. Uh, this is going to get updated with his new what you call it when we uh when it comes out. So, uh, thank you, everybody. Thank you, Dilly, for coming on. Anytime, Dilly. literally anytime. You could call me day of fifteen minutes before. I don't do anything. So, <laughs> you, just let me, you just let me know. All right, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, that was Dilly Sanders. Uh, let's get back, fellas. We got a, a few more things to touch on. Um, uh, all right. Um, let's 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 jump to the NCAA real quick. NCAA football. Um, led by Tommy Tuberville, mm. U.S. senators are looking to create legislation to regulate NIL. Um. Leave it to Nick Saban to call the former coach for Auburn to get mm. to do a dirty work for him. Yeah, since he was having trouble, I guess, keeping up in the NIL market, he decided to say, hey, uh, hey, Tommy, uh, hey. I think we can, uh, <laughs> I think we should get together. You know, you want, you want to know, you know, this is kind of funny, though. Uh, that the guy who's co sponsoring that bill with Tommy Tuberville is a senator from West, West Virginia. Virginia. Yep, mm. Mr. Uh, Mitch. If you if you go look at uh who some of the people that uh Nick Saban has contributed to politically, you will find the name of one senator from West Virginia. 
So uh, no, not, I, I, not, I do. I not do, a, I do not a coincidence. Not a coincidence that um, Saban's uh, employees <laughs> are doing his dirty work for him. Mm. How, mm. All right, what, all right, what is what regulation? I'll tell you like this. Uh, what regu- What regulation does it need? Dang, Jesus Christ! Look, okay, so all right, we 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 about to go ahead. Zoom in on me. Zoom in on me. All right, let's go ahead. All right, let's do it. All right, so this this, this is what he needs, right? Dang, that's he a big needs something. <laughs> nah, honestly, you you Size cannot. Size five X hats coming soon. Y'all gonna let y'all y'all gonna let me finish my point? You cannot have one size people fits like most. Jimbo. You can't have people like Jimbo running around doing whatever he want to do, paying how much money he want to pay. You can't do that. You got to have some kind of uniform policy. Now, I know that you cannot um, put a rule on capitalism and all that. Not saying you, you have to do that. But we all know that NIO is not supposed to be pay for play. And, guys, that's exactly what it is. It's pay for play. It's pay for play. All right. Can, uh, 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 let me say this. Let me say this. Mm-hmm. Uh, first, first, Jimbo don't pay players because the schools don't pay the players. That's first. Uh, second, second, um, you already said it, capitalism. Um, yeah. it's, it's open market. Kids can get what they want. Right. But the thing is, you're not supposed to play players to come to your school. And that's exactly who, who is Who is necessarily? Hold on, hold on, Who says that you can't pay players to come to that school? Is that not the NCAA guidelines? Oh, okay, NIL? okay, okay, okay. So it's, it's, you're going off what the NCAA says? Yes. Okay, but state law says different. Okay. So you're okay with that? You're okay with, 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 with players being paid to go yes. to different schools through NIL? Yes. yes. Okay. Right. Why, why, should, why should, okay, why should, why should coaches get paid tens of millions of dollars to coach at that school but a player can't make anything to go to that school. I'm not. I'm not saying that players should not get paid. I'm not saying that at all. You what I'm a, saying is, put a cap hold on, on. Hold on. No. What? what yes. Now nah, you can't I put a cap know. on I, capitalism. I, okay. That's exactly. You can't put a cap on capitalism. What I'm saying is, what happened? You have situations where you had the kid so much money that he can't turn it down, even though he probably doesn't want to go to that school. Okay, even though he probably doesn't want to hold on, did we just have this conversation? Yeah, we did. We had this conversation last time. People go places for rings that they might not want to. Let me ask you this Uh, Are there adults who take jobs that they might not like just because their job is going to pay them more than the other job? No, you shouldn't. That's a lie. That's a lie. That's a lie. I'm being honest. I didn't ask you. I didn't ask you. I didn't ask you. But I didn't say you. I didn't say you. It's a personal. It's a. Okay, it's but I, I, okay, but what I said is, are there adults who do this? Yes or no? Yes, and you have okay, adults so what's that the don't difference? do it also. But what's you have okay? That, so it's, it's a, a choice. It's a, but it's okay, we have a, we'd have adults that don't play football. If, we if have adults, adults that do. If adults are sitting there and doing some things that aren't the best interest of them because it's gonna make them more money, what is the problem with a kid doing the same thing? And that I get what you're saying. I'm not saying it's wrong, but at the same time, these are kids, bro. Okay. Chris, you said it's amateur sports. All right, cool. If it's amateur sports, then don't do TV deals. 
What do you mean don't do two videos? They make you you literally schools literally make they're making the, the, the tens, oh, yeah, right, tens right, of millions right, of yeah, dollars. One, yeah, one of our one of our next topics is how the Big Ten is saying they want a billion dollars for their next TV deal. Right. Okay, so if it's if it's all about amateurism, then nobody make any money off of it then. It's about, I mean, of course, that's 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 not never gonna happen. Oh, okay, that's the problem. Everybody else can make money off of it, but whenever these kids get a piece of the pie, it's a problem. You're not, you're not, it's that's not what that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that there needs to but be some what, kind of rules and regulations. How do you regulate right. it? That's Bro, what I'm, I'm not I'm not getting longest. paid, I'm not getting paid to make those decisions. That's but that's not okay. my specialty. I'm but, saying that they need to have rules and regulations to it. Okay, so all right. There's always unintended consequences. Right. If you start limiting how much money a player can make off of NIL, where does it stop? Because then you can start making, hey, um, you can only go to certain conferences. Or, hey, you can only uh, play certain, you know, saying, what? I mean, it's, it's like, where does it stop? What do you mean? Because the whole point of NIL, the whole point of NIL, right, was because you had literally uh everybody from the top down making money off players. You could lit I could literally take a picture of a player, put it on something and sell it. Right. And the player not get a dime. Player get nothing from it. Right. NIL That's wrong. Okay, okay, it's wrong, but was it it was legally it wasn't wrong. But now a player can make money. They can now. I, I'll, I'll I'll give you this: the way NIL is being used is different from what the spirit of the bill was 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 first introduced. I completely agree with that. But at the same time, what I keep saying, and I've said it over and over, players getting paid is not. This is not new. No, it's not new. So how is it why, ruining football then? Why is this all of a sudden? Why no, all of yeah. a sudden now is it that you know say oh we need to limit how much we give them? Why? I'm not. I, my argument was never that you should uh, limit how much you should give them. My argument was always that you should have some kind of rules and regulations. Set you up. literally said right there now, should be a cap. You literally said there should be a cap. No, I I, I never said that. You I said, did. I said you changed it, but you said it. I didn't mean to say that. I'm okay. not saying that it should be a cap. I'm come on, guys. I like making money. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna go. Come on, man. If my son, if my listen, if my son ever is a Division One athlete and somebody wants to come, he ain't got to be Division One. Whatever it is, if somebody want to come pay him a million dollar NIL deal, son, take that deal a thousand percent. So what's but, the problem? So what's the problem then? My thing is, people, are, kids are gonna get taken advantage of. People it's are, happening I now. I understand. All right, matter of fact, that's what fact, I'm saying. That's fact, why you should have rules and regulations. You're right. You're right. Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, no, because this is gonna tie into the next thing, <clears throat> the next topic. You're absolutely right. People are taking advantage of them, but guess who's taking advantage of them? It, it ain't necessarily that. It ain't. It ain't. Thank you. So let me move to the next topic real quick. Five senators have introduced a bill to give college players a quote-unquote bill of rights. Um, it's, it's been spearheaded by, by Cory uh, Booker from New York, uh, Richard uh, Blumenthal from Connecticut, and three other Democratic senators. The right. bill, the bill would uh, is, is kind of um, 
it's a change in the uh it lets it the tra- them transfer immediately without it penalty as many times as they want and some some other things that they're saying that it was illegal to have you know that they're not allowed to do now that they feel like they should be able to do it also gives them uh it allows them to basically unionize uh mm-hmm. to get health care after school after right. they leave mm-hmm. school um it basically it, it literally is giving them almost like nfl type rights a union like type rights so you talking about taking advantage of stuff or, or them taking advantage that's the bill I think that need to be pushed. Not this now, regulated I don't, I don't like, NIL. I, I don't I don't like that bill. The reason why I don't like that bill because of course this this bill will affect LSU. Because of course now what's happening is LSU now has a chance to help their players when it comes to NIL deals. This bill, if it is passed, schools cannot participate in NIL deals at all. I'm so that? I'm so confused, dog. You said you want regulation. There's a bill introducing regulation, and you don't want it because it negatively affects LSU. I do. Okay, I do want regulations, but at the same time, but they you still don't know need some kind of... things in that bill that need to be better. Like they still need to make that bill better. I'm not okay, saying so, so, all you know, of it's hold on, hold on, Pooh, hold on, Pooh. Mm-hmm. Any regulation that they do to NIL is going to take away that advantage that you just said LSU has about being able to facilitate NIL deals and stuff for their players. Any deal, any regulation that the federal government does is going to get rid of that. So That's you're saying, you, how is it not true? Any, You said anything they come out with? Yes, because anything that they're going to come out with is going to supersede state law. And so whatever that they come out with is going to say that schools cannot facilitate NIL deals because that's how the NCAA wants it. So let me ask you. So if they take that out, that schools are prohibited, if they take that one part out, will it not be a better bill? Yeah. To who? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. For my school, for my team, I cheer for it. I understand that. I understand that. So you're saying it's a better deal, but the people who are making that deal aren't going to think that that's the better deal, because that's why they put it in the bill for the first in the to begin with. Of course, and that's why bills go up so they can get changed. All right, bro. All right, all right. The big team is looking. Basically, you want regular, you want regulation, but you still want LSU to be able to to benefit and have the leg up. Of course. Then why are you asking for regulation if right now LSU has a leg up? Because they still need regulations. Based off what? LSU has a leg up. Why you want to regulate? Why you want to change? Understood. Let's move on to the next topic. All right. The big team is looking for a billion dollar TV deal. Um, That part. What Ryan said. First off, the Fed should not be involved in the regulation of sports. That part. Hey, how much that you paying Ryan? Hey, Ryan is an ant, ant None. fanboy. None. I'm not because Ridiculous. our government, our government got a million more. And we're gonna to talk about, about politics. We ain't gonna talk about politics. We've been talking about politics for the last twenty minutes. So our sports. government, our government got okay. a lot more things to worry about than regulating nil. I we, we, I say this. It's People always say the the whole you know shut up and drill with the whole you know saying keep politics out of sports. It's literally. Is Nick Saban is pleading to to the government to because he, at, think about this he literally threw a he threw a tantrum yeah he threw a major tantrum called out Texas and them Jackson State and Miami now he's partnering with or trying to partner with or however you want to des, uh, describe it with uh, Tommy Tuberville in politics mm-hmm. to create law since because Ant said it. 
Nick's when when the spread offense, Nick came out and said something about it, but he can do something about that. Um have called the having that one second added back so you can kick mm-hmm. a field goal. Uh so when Arvin he said something about that transfer portal. He can't do anything about NIL. Now he's going to the politics to do something about it. He can't, and he's he's doing something about it. He's Nick manipulating Rock. the system. He to is. Do something about Bro, it. Nick Saban is playing chess. He's uh, always not. playing chess. His How crying is, is what is his crying is what he's doing. He cried about the no huddle, and guess what happened? Things got changed. He did. He, he did it on his own. He trip. did something. He did something about it on his own. This okay, time he he's guessed. having to call some people and be like, "Hey, I can't do nothing about this, so I but need you to do it." But he's still getting it done. How you know? Ain't nothing passed. It will be. Ain't nothing okay. even been drafted. All right, you yet. know what? You know what? That gets passed. LSU can no longer facilitate nil deals. You gonna be back up here crying. So protecting the kids and paying them is, is so hard to do at the same time. NCAA has always been predatory. At least they're getting a bag now. Thank, Thank you. And and then again, the 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 bill, the bill of rights. The, I say this, at least the bill of rights gives them medical uh care after school and stuff. It gives them a way to to quote unquote unionize because they were also talking about revenue sharing. Hey, that 50 million dollars. You know, you know, because you say, good. "Hey, make make it even or whatever, make it regulated, whatever, fifty million dollars or whatever." The, t- the schools, you know, saying in TV, now they can get a part of that. And let me let, let me say, I'm I'm not against the players unionizing and that thing. I'm not I'm not against that. I think that's an awesome thing. But also, I want to see. Okay, so how long is this healthcare is? Is it gonna is gonna be five ten five years after they play? It's gonna be ten years. It's gonna be twenty. It's gonna be lifetime. You know what I'm saying? How long is that? I I just want to know those things. I'm anything, not saying it's a bad anything, thing. Anything is better than what they're getting now, though. Yeah, because they're not getting nothing. anything. Even exactly. if they give them three years, it's better than what they got now. Yeah. All right. Uh, ESPN announces that Peyton Manning and Pat McAfee will be calling college games. Who? Peyton Manning and Pat <laughs> McAfee. Okay, good. I All watch right. for Pat McAfee, but Peyton Manning boring. I don't want to listen to that. Pat Ma- Pat McAfee good. I like Pat him. McAfee entertaining, but Peyton Manning is boring. Eli, when they did the little Peyton cast on Monday Night Football, Eli was the one who was in- entertaining. Peyton is just I don't know. It's like watching paint dry. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I we we got. I'm gonna skip this next topic, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna jump to this. Um. This week we saw, um, or last week or, or whatever, um, we saw T.J. Finley, uh, a mugshot pop up about him uh, with T.J. Finley saying that he was eluding police. Eluding um, police. And when you hear that, the first thing you're thinking, dang, what is he doing and why is he running from the police? Right. Um. Later came out. His mom is posted. Uh, they have posted. They have a lawyer. The law. I think the lawyers made comment. Um, he had a misdemeanor uh, traffic violation for riding without a, uh, a riding a moped without a helmet. Um, I don't know how bench warming or, or whatever. I, I legally, I'm not. I'm All not right. sure. The way. From the way I read it, they tried to pull him over while he was on the moped for riding without a helmet. And 
they never was able to pull him over. And so they were able to identify him as the driver of the moped. And so they issued a warrant for his arrest. Yeah, he was never... Um... He was never ticketed or cited or whatever you want to say. Is this yeah. what is this was campus police or, or was yes. this like yes. this? Oh my um, gosh. Come on, man. Yeah. Um and he basically um he turned himself in. But I think the biggest problem I have with this, because this is gonna tie into uh I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna say because it's gonna tie into my altar call. Um but the way they handled this um, is troubling to me. They could have easily, easily reached out to his coach and got him in. Hey, this is what's going on. He needs to cut it out or whatever. But yeah, this this is that it, it's true. The language they use. Yeah, I mean, yeah. honestly, if if you. If you've been on the college campus, you you know they have security guards. If you've been anywhere, you know they have security guards, uh, runner cops who take their job a little bit too serious. Um, I mean, this is a situation that's, like you said, I mean, of course, the headlines and everything is very inappropriate, not necessary at all. But, I mean, starting from, come on, man, you putting a warrant out for this guy's arrest on campus? Like that's yeah, that's it. Go talk to his coach, dog. It's 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 almost like they wanted to embarrass the kid. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, come on, man. Go talk to his coach, bro. Y'all tripping. Yeah. Um. I I don't like the way Auburn handled that as the police department. Bad I don't like case. the way I don't like the way the football program handled that. You know what I mean? Like, uh it that's just my my guy had a mug shot, right? Yeah, 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 it's Come it's on, it's man. just it's a terrible look all the way around, man. Yeah, if that's if that's all it was, you brought you could have brought the dude in, get let him pay his ticket and then take him out. You know what I mean? Gone about his business, bro. Yeah. Um, I'm move on to something else. Uh, our mental health segment. Uh, let's talk about. I want to talk about this. Uh, this week, uh, cornerback for the uh, Denver Broncos, KJ Ham uh, Hamler, wide receiver. I'm sorry, wide receiver. I, well, I, don't, I don't know why I thought <laughs> um, he opened up about his battles with uh, depression and, and suicidal thoughts. Uh, basically, he, he mentioned that um, he lost his grandmother, who was who's pretty much like his everything. Um, and he felt lost and, and thought about ending his life. Um, but I think he, he, he you know, prayed on it, worked through it, talked to people um, and, they, and was able to get through it. Um, I think the biggest thing here is his tra- transparency about it. Um, his willingness to come out and, and tell his story. Um, did y'all see the the clip and stuff? And, and what are y'all thoughts? Yeah, I saw it, bro. Go ahead. I saw it, bro. And um, I'm trying to think how I want to put this. It's um, it's tough, bro. Cause you know, like we talked about, a lot of people done been there before. Not too many people open up about it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when you see a guy in the NFL, you know, you think, man, that guy got everything in the world. You know what I mean? And so it's hard It's hard to imagine somebody that we think got everything could be feeling like that. But, you know, it just goes to show that you never know who's affected by it. You never know who's battling with what. Um, so just, just try to be mindful of that, that it could affect anybody. It can happen to anybody. So, yeah, it, even though the outside might be looking good, you never know what's going on on the inside. 
Nah, yeah, that's real. That's real, man. Every day people put on masks and wear masks and, you know, you ask people all the time, hey, how you doing? How you feeling? I'm good. But really deep down, they're not. You know what I'm saying? You don't know what, what demons those people are fighting, what they're going through at home. You know what I'm saying? So just like you said, and just be mindful of it because you never know, you know, what somebody's going through. Yeah. All right. Um, I got a question for y'all. So we've seen injuries and stuff, and we talked about it. Uh, one thing I want to ask y'all: what's what's a, a athlete that had their uh, a promising career cut short? It's a lot of them, dog. Are we, to, are, we, are we sticking to football? Let me ask you that. No, we ain't oh. got to stick to football because mine ain't even football. That's going to make it a lot harder. Right. I got five. Y'all want me to go first? Go ahead. Dang, go ahead. <laughs> All right, so my first one, Sean Taylor. Sean Taylor, I think, honestly, probably would have been Hall of Fame one of the best. Um, when, you, when you say cut short, right? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Career okay. Is I, short. Yeah. I had like Sean sure. Taylor. Okay. I mean, technically, yeah. technically, he was injured whenever he had just had surgery and he was at home recovering whenever yeah. that happened. So right, right. But I'm I'm saying cut short. I I ain't, I ain't always talking about injuries, but cut short. But yeah, Sean Taylor. I think he probably would have been one of the best safeties to probably ever play the game. Uh, number two, I got Bo Jackson. We know what kind of athlete Bo Jackson was, and people would probably be surprised. Bo Jackson not even in the Hall of Fame. All the he probably shouldn't be. Huh? He probably shouldn't be. No, he's not. No, he's not. He shouldn't be. Yeah, he shouldn't be. But if it wasn't for his hip injury, oh, yeah, agreed, agreed. he probably yeah, would yeah. have been in the Hall of Fame. Ain't no problem. Um, he would be. Yeah, right. Yeah, he definitely would have uh, been. I would say, and this is one, I don't know if you guys remember this, 2010, 2011 NCAA football season, but Marcus Lattimore. Yep. Uh, Marcus yep. Lattimore for South Carolina was probably one of the best running backs I got a chance to watch in real time, in real person. And then my last one is James Earl, a.k.a. Booby Miles. <laughs> I just want to know that. Right hey, hey, Booby Miles is my boy, all right? Everybody know Booby Miles can catch. He can throw it to himself. He can kick. If he would have never got injured, he should have gave the dude his helmet. He would have been. He would have been a beast. Hey, I do want to uh, throw this in there. Uh, our producer put this in there. Um, if you are a loved one or are considering suicide, call or text yeah. the suicide hotline at 988 to talk to a trained counselor. Facts, facts. Hey, shout out to my little bro in the comments, man. Terrell Davis, Sterling Sharp, Brandon Roy, Greg Olden. I like that. Okay. Uh, can can you and your brother stop? Because y'all taking some of mine. Thank you. Oh, bro. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. man. Yeah. Oh, the Williams want to take over the show. <laughs> Ali. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. All right. And you you got one? Uh, uh, I got a few. I got a okay. few. Um, I ain't really do no homework like Daniel, so this is just off the top of my head. So um, I had Marcus Lattimore, though. Um, that was probably the main one I was thinking about. But uh, mm. all right. Uh, Jay Williams, basketball, mm -hmm. uh, motorcycle yeah. wreck. Um, I'm going to go Yao Ming. Uh, he mm, had a lot of in, a lot of injuries. If he, uh, I think a lot of people don't realize how good he was before the injury. Uh, yeah. LSU guy Chad Jones. Um, mm, yeah. If it wasn't if uh, it who, wasn't who, for who, the who? Chad Jones. Chad Jones. 
He had he had a career. Oh yeah, he was then, a dual and then, sport. And then and then I'm gonna throw in this guy who's Daniel. You you really ain't a fan because you didn't put him on your list. But uh, Glenn Dorsey. Um. Yeah. Yeah. His, his career. Was, yep. Mm-hmm. So Glenn right. Dorsey don't autograph his jersey because he didn't even. Come put on, dog. He didn't even put you on the list. Come um, on, dog. And then uh, you said career cut short. So, Lynn Bias. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, and that's probably the ultimate. Um, career never even started. Um, I got one. You just made me think since we, we going back. Uh, you're, going, you're going Benji? Uh, well, Benji is a good one. Hank, Hank uh, was it Hank Gallus? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Died had a heart attack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, uh, hey. Brandon Roy was one of mine. Um, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Grant Hill. That's a good one. Uh, he you can he had, you can do it. You can do a, a whole Orlando Magic team. Pretty I'll much. Oh, uh, <laughs> I was going <laughs> to I, I say T Mac. T Mac still had the the what's yeah, called, but he, he was him, never yeah. the same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. Derrick Rose. But then he still had a career. He just wasn't the same. But yeah, yeah he, his career wasn't cut short. It's just not because he's still playing. It just yeah. wasn't the same, man. But big yeah, big facts, Dilly. Big facts, big facts. Shout out to Devon Gale from Southern who man. got injured. Who got injured against Georgia? And shout out to Georgia for uh, you know helping him with his recovery and all that yes. kind of stuff. They really did did good by him. So speaking of that, uh, Daryl Stingley, the grandfather of Derek yes. Stingley, yes. Um, yeah, yeah. So. Um, That's a good question. I'm gonna have to think about that. One. We're gonna have to do that one again. Let me. Right. Hey, don't forget uh, Jerome Bond, Jerome Brown. He played with uh, Reggie White. Uh, he was oh, one of the Miami boys, man. He he was called. Well, yeah, it was before our time, but he he was a beast. Okay. Yep. Hey, I don't know that one. That's a that's a. Hey, uh, are we gonna consider Maurice Claret? He yeah. did that to himself though. But his career was cut short. It was cut That's short. True. I guess you can say that. Lawrence Phillips, you know what I mean? Like it's a mm. bunch of them type of guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You. You're absolutely right. Uh, so let let me jump to to this one, and because this is going to lead to our next question. So we did for the uh, Pulse of the People poll of the week. What is considered a successful 2022 season for LSU in your opinion? Uh, the winner was eight plus, which is actually, I was actually surprised. It was a lot of people. Uh, I, I was expecting something totally different, but eight, uh, 72% of you uh, said that uh, eight plus wins would be a successful season. 21% said 10 plus wins and 7% said a bowl win. Um, so I, I, I'll come back and I'll ask you guys the question. Um, LSU season will be a success if, you get to eight wins. Yeah, I would say that also. Eight wins, get bowl uh, bowl game win. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not gonna say a bowl win because if you go nine and three, and you get, you probably won't get a New Year's six. You know, but yeah. if you get one of them that's right under New Year's six, and you got a pretty tough, you know, tough opponent. I'm. I'm not gonna say you got to win your bowl game, but you got to at least win eight games and go to one of them top bowl games. Yeah. Mm. Um. I, for me, it's not even a number of wins. Um, I think this season will be a success if we see uh, we see that physical football mm-hmm. return, yeah. um, and, and if LSU is competitive in every game. Hey, uh, it'll be successful if we can get a play in with less, <laughs> with, with more than fifteen seconds on the play clock. You know, right. what I mean? like, that'll yeah. be a success to me. Yeah. Right. So, all right. Um, 
you got you got Dilly saying he considers seven and five a success. Um Tyler says eight wins. So they we all kind of about on the same. Page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually was I, I'm I was happy to see because I, I was expecting somebody to come in and say something crazy like oh, we'll be oh, we'll only be a success if we you know what I'm saying beat Alabama Bam. and get 10, 10 wins yeah. I, and we didn't have you know what I'm saying so I I come you know what I'm saying we got some lot we got some logical people following us okay, shout, shout out shout out to our people uh I'm gonna say we gotta that it's another question on here I'm gonna say that because I think we need to get closer to the season to uh, to actually know because it is some uh it might be some coaches uh never mind I got you yeah, yeah I know what yeah. you're talking about yeah all right um I guess it's that time fellas Well, yeah. All right. Uh, who want to go Daniel, first? Daniel got to go first because I was too serious. Okay. To be, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's definitely. I mean, yeah. mine is kind of serious, but it ain't serious as y'all's. All right. But, uh, yeah, I got you. All right. So, uh, the Cleveland Brown organization, please come uh, to, the, to the pulpit. To the altar. Uh, so, of course, we know right now the Cleveland organization and Deshaun Watson, they're going through a lot of things right now. Uh, Deshaun Watson is, is we, we found out that he's a very kinky guy. Um, and we, he, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, so right now in Cleveland, um, they're going to hold a massage therapist convention in Cleveland. So I just actually want to call the city of Cleveland and decide and decide. I mean, it's just, it's just, I don't even know what to say about this guys. I mean, I, I, I don't think I should laugh at this. I don't think that, but part of me in my dark side of human does want to laugh at this because I don't know what Deshaun Watson is going to do with himself with all those therapists uh, coming to his city. Um, I, I, Deshaun Watson, save your kicky butt inside the house. All right, don't go out. Don't try to. Yeah, okay, go on, please. Before I say something, get us canceled. But yeah, that's my article. This dude said he's a kinky guy. <laughs> like I will, I will. I'm, I'm, I'm not. De- I'm not defending anyone, but I, I do think that uh, changing the location of a convention like that seems to be like a logistic nightmare. So I'm gonna just get in the benefit of the doubt and say that it was too late in the game for them to change something. But you but, know, and it was set up in 2019, so I give them a but, pass. But still. but I will I will say that the Cleveland Browns need to make sure that they got a uh, they got a tracking bracelet. That, that, that man need an uh, alibi at all he times. Need, he, yeah, he and a chaperone. He need a police yes. escort outside his house to make sure he ain't leaving. Facts. But anyway, but anyway, uh, you want to go? You want me to? I go. You, you go ahead. Yeah. All right. So um. This is kind of you know fairly recent, but uh Kale Gundy, uh, come on down to the front, big dog. If if y'all haven't noticed or haven't heard, um receiver coach Kale Gundy from Oklahoma Sooners uh resigned from his position as receivers coach due to something that should never happen. Um they had a film session, study session, something along those lines, and uh, he picked up an iPad from one of his players who he said wasn't paying attention and decided to read his notes that the player was writing on his iPad. And it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out what he said, but he said something that was insensitive to everybody else in the room. 
And uh, according to Brent Venables, the coach of Oklahoma Suitors, he said it multiple times. And that is what led to his resignation. Um, I don't know how you are reading something out loud and don't realize what words you're about to say. And even if you said it once mistakenly, I don't realize how you repeat what you say multiple times without realizing what you say. Um, we all we all know what, what place the world is in right now. There's there's no place for uh, stuff like that. And especially as, as a head coach who's responsible for leading young men. Uh, I want to commend Brent Venables for his statement coming out and uh, condemning um, Gundy for saying what he's saying and, and basically saying that there was no other option that but for him to resign. And to all the Oklahoma people who are saying he isn't this, he isn't that because he hasn't shown that in his past. Um, I understand that you, you know, wanting to highlight the good of, in someone, but you can't dismiss when th- when people do stuff like this and just say he's not that type of guy. Um, I hope that, you know, he does land on his feet again because I do believe in second chances, but I hope he realizes that in this day and age, you had to be careful what you say. You had to be thoughtful of the people's feelings who are in the room with you. And at the end of the day, man, there's just no place for, for that word to be said, especially from uh, from a, a guy in an authority figure like that. So, uh, Kel Gundy do better, but shout out Brent Venables for the way he handled that. Mm. All right. Um, Jake Crane, come holler at me. Um, Last week, uh, we talked about uh, Kyler Murray's uh, contract um, and how it had the the homework clause in there. Um, Hall of Famer and and renowned top quarterback, uh, Warren Moon came out and said that the the said that the the clause was a slap in the face of African American African Americans everywhere. Um, Jake Crane came out and said that uh, basically. Um, Warren Moon is overreacting, uh, and I'm paraphrasing. I, I don't want you guys to think that I'm exact. These are exact quotes. He's basically said that uh, uh, Warren Moon's overreacting, and that um, it's not racist. It had nothing to do with race, um, and using the word, you know, saying the word word racist is is, is watering it down. But let, let, let me let me go ahead and, and get to my point. On the surface, adding the homework clause isn't racist. I'd want to protect my investment as well, um, but it is insulting and insinuates that Kyler himself is lazy, uh, especially considering this is the first time a clause of that kind has been added to any quarterback's contract. From Warren Moon's perspective, though, it's a very sore subject. Uh, after a successful college career, he had to go to the CFL, Canadian Football League, after being told he'd only be a late-round pick if he was drafted. So he jumped the gun and went to the CFL, CFL first just to prove himself. He then came to the NFL where he retired the all-time leader in several stats and top five in passing yards, touchdowns, attempts, and completions. But what exactly did Warren Moon say? Uh, he said, it is something we were always accused of back in the day when they didn't let us play. He said the only – well." And, by the way, he is the only black quarterback inducted into the Hall of Fame. Didn't know that, but that is interesting as well. He said that they said that we were lazy and didn't study and that we couldn't be leaders, uh, that we weren't smart. So all those different things just kind of came to the surface after we had to put all that stuff to bed over the years. And just because of this deal that's going on between Arizona and 
Kyler. So, yeah, very embarrassing. That is a direct quote from Warren Moon. Then he goes on to say uh, the damage has been done. Uh, he'll have this riding over him every time he says he does something wrong in a football game. They're going to say, see, that's the reason why that happened, because he didn't study enough film last week or whatever it might be. So, yeah, it's a very unfortunate situation for him and very embarrassing for both sides. Jake Crane said that the term racist is overused. I agree with him on that. But Warren Moon never said racist. I just read a direct quote. He never said the word racist. Jake then says that the NFL is always called racist, but three-fourths of the players are black. Hmm, interesting. But only three of the 32 head coaches are black, and one of those guys claims to be multiracial, not black. Seven of the GMs and zero of the team owners are black. Just last year, the NFL pledged to halt the use of race norming, which is assuming that black players started out at a lower cognitive function. Yes, these guys make millions because Jake Crane then came back and said they're making millions. Uh, why are they complaining? I'll say this. They make millions, but that doesn't change the fact that the policies and discriminatory pra uh, practices are unjust. Money may make you comfortable enough to accept racist practices, but it ain't gonna fly with me. And to quote you, Jay Crane, uh oh, uh oh, that uh -oh. ain't it. That ain't it. So, yeah, yeah my, I think my, my thing is my thing is the whole the NFL ain't racist because three fourths of the players are black. <laughs> you mean the same league that had to incentivize teams to hire minority executives by offering them another draft pick like come on man mm -mm. you know what that if the nfl wasn't racist then why does the Rooney rule exist that whole my best friend is black thing it's got to stop because that's all that is that's that that's you know and i'm not saying the nfl as a whole, you know, as an organization is quote unquote, you know, saying each individual team is racist. No, That's not what no, we're saying. Mm -hmm. But we're just saying that, you know, some of the stuff that they, these practices literally, they literally had to come in last year and say that because of CTE, they were, they were basically labeling black people mm -hmm. uh, or, 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 you know, slower say, cognitive, yeah, slower yeah. cognitive function. So they wouldn't get paid or, or as much mm -hmm. or whatever. Come on, yeah. man. Not, not, not to, all right, I'm going to say this. I agree. Everyone in the NFL isn't racist, and I don't believe the NFL as an organization itself is racist. But I do believe that there are racist practices that are going on inside of that organization, and it's mm -hmm. trickling down into each individual franchise. And so I think that there is a good old boy network that you know is involved with that organization. I'm not saying that everybody is a part of that, but there are mm -hmm. a, a large number of people within the NFL who are part of that good old boy network that's why we see people like lewis riddick who is very deserving of an nfl executive position not have one you know what yeah. i mean stuff like that yeah and uh our producer colin kaepernick would like a word who again came out and said hey i'm being blackballed because i'm speaking up for social justice for black people everybody say i ain't nobody blackballing you it's a lie you know whatever mm -hmm. but he they settled because they didn't want the stuff to get out then you have well, the not eat. just that, not just that, but whenever he was kneeling, they made his kneeling be about everything but what it was what actually about. about. Yeah. Then you had um 
Brian Flores. Brian Flores. Just, Brian and Flores. And what's crazy, what's crazy is the NFL admitted that the Miami Dolphins were tampering and, you know what I mean, trying to do stuff behind the scenes. And that they that there was multiple people who heard the owner say, hey, you know, our position in the draft is more important than how many games we win. But yet the NFL said he was just joking whenever he offered Brian Flores money for losing. Imagine that. Yeah. Um, King of South Carolina says, exactly. Bill Rose of New York Times wrote a book called $40 Million Slaves, meaning that, yes, players make money, but the owners have wealth and control policy. Hmm. Bill Roden, yeah. Yeah, I know he's my bad. But uh, anyway, I, I, could, I could go on for hours. And I, I, I'll say this, though. We're we not, we not trying to make everything race-related. Like, that ain't the point of this show. But we would we would be doing y'all an injustice or in, you know, a disservice if we didn't call out stuff like this when we saw it, you know, and, and not give our opinion on it. And let, let me say this. Jake Crane, I understood what he was saying, what he was trying to say, but it went, I, I think the, some of the stuff he was saying, his justification for it was, it, 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 it's a, it's problematic. Very problematic. When you say, when you can justify or you can say certain things aren't racist or they aren't racist because they have. Mm -hmm. um, certain people aren't, and, and now that I can get, I, it, it'll get political, but like we just said, politics and, and sports are intertwined. Yeah, I, politics I and this. life are intertwined. I say this, I do not, believe, I agree with him that adding that clause to the contract in itself was not racist. Not I all. agree with that. I agree with that. However, the thought process of why they thought they needed that in that contract is rooted in the same stereotypical uh, thought process that kept guys like Warren Moon from getting a fair shake back in the day. Let me that's, ask you guys that's, that's, that's what I've been saying. That thought process is the same thought process from 50 years ago. Let me, let me ask you a question. Go ahead, man. Can we look at it and say, well, just, just pretending to call him Murray. Does he really take it serious from their point of view? That's a fair question. But is he the only quarterback that you could ask that about? But we're dealing – they're only dealing with Colin Murray. They're dealing okay, with that's, his contract. That's that's 100% fair. That's 100% fair. But that's not what Warren Moon said. Yeah. Now, what Warren Moon said is – I agree with him 100%. That's always been that see, perception. That's, yeah. The whole thing. The whole thing was – all right, whenever I originally retweeted this thing, I was saying that the mindset behind that is the problem. It's not what they put in the contract. It's the mindset behind that that's the problem. Because there's been plenty of other quarterbacks who've had that same issue, but nobody has ever said, oh, well, that's the reason why. Like, you got other quarterbacks who openly came out and said they don't, they don't watch film like that. They don't prepare like that. They just go out and they just let their ability speak. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, that's what Kyler was doing, but why is it a problem when he does it, but it's not a problem when they do it? Why is it that Lamar Jackson – hold on. Why is it that Lamar Jackson is still having to come out and defend himself and say that he is really a quarterback when the man has already won MVP? He's already won an MVP in this league and shown that he can be a quarterback. Why are some of those other quarterbacks don't have the same questions? Lamar Jackson is 1-3 in the playoffs since he's came in. That's very fair. But Aaron Rodgers in that same time is 2-3 and three as a quarterback. How many people are questioning Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback? 
So the thing, the thing that I'm saying is the same thing that Patrick Mahomes was saying. It's funny how certain quarterbacks have to constantly prove themselves over and over and over and over again when other quarterbacks haven't even won a playoff game yet or even made the playoffs yet, and people are ranking them as the top five quarterback in the league. But you have a Super Bowl MVP, I mean, not a Super Bowl MVP, a regular season MVP in Lamar Jackson, and you have people coming out to say he can win 12 MVPs, he still wouldn't be a quarterback in this league. That is what problem I'm talking about. It's a double standard that applies to black quarterbacks, and it's been happening for 50 plus years. Mm. Yep. All right. Well, I don't think nothing else needs to be said. Uh, we'll be back. Oh, Brett, the, the producer, Brett Favre, didn't know Facts. what a pickle package was. Facts. Yeah. And guess what? And guess what? They labeled him a gunslinger. They didn't say that he didn't prepare. Yeah. Oh, he uh, uh uh Jay Crane did he also mentioned that uh when people call um uh Patrick Mahomes uh, a street ball player that that's not racist and stuff like that. Uh certain languages is is coded dog whistle, but we are going to end it here. We'll end it there. Um fellas. Thursday fellas. See y'all Thursday. Thursday. Uh and I don't, I don't know I mean don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe on Twitter at Golden Boot. On Instagram at Golden Boot. On YouTube at The Golden Boot Pod. On Facebook at The Golden Boot Pod. Golden Boot! listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube